Welcome to the Accelerated Physics Podcast. It's a show where we talk about teaching and learning physics. I'm Sean Downs for the Poseidon Institute. Welcome to another Physics Friday. On Fridays, we do an informal lightning review of some recent news in the physics world. On today's show, results from Fermilab's muon G-2 experiment, art in physics, and the latest on Ingenuity, NASA's helicopter on Mars. First up, strong hints of new physics at Fermilab. The Fermilab muon G-2 experiment announced the results of their first data-taking run this past Wednesday. While not a direct confirmation of new physics that we'd all been dreaming about for almost a decade now, the newest version of the long-studied precision test of quantum electrodynamics has added serious optimism to a community frustrated by years of the null result. The muon G-2 experiment aims to measure the magnetic field generated by the muon, kind of a fat version of the electron that has been discussed by us at least extensively. The strength of that magnetic field is parametrized in calculations by the letter G, and its classical expected value is 2. Whence, G-2 aims to measure the quantum corrections to that tiny magnetic field. As discussed in the seminar linked in the show notes, the experiment used some clever tricks to maximize the precision of the measurement. Any confirmed deviation from the standard model implies as yet unknown quantum effects, which would probably be best explained by the existence of a new particle, or a new family of particles, at masses that are kind of beyond the reach of current experiments. Such extra particles could be a great help in explaining the suspiciously small mass of the Higgs boson. In a live broadcast recorded on YouTube, details of the experiment were recounted with clarity and boatloads of dry humor and dad jokes. Here are some important highlights. While an unfortunate malfunction introduced greater than expected systematic error, the measurement was still only statistics limited. Fermilab's run 1 took twice as much data as Brookhaven's G-2 experiment, and as a result the errors on the measurements were smaller, although not quite at the Fermilab experiment's target precision. Fermilab's run 1 results are actually more in agreement with the standard model than Brookhaven's final results. Compare 3.3 versus 3.7 standard deviations, or sigma, from the standard model. Because the margin of error of the two measurements strongly overlapped, the datasets could be combined. The resulting error from the combined datasets suggests a 4.2 sigma deviation from the standard model, with a medium value that's in between the two results. Fermilab's G-2 will continue to take data and beat back the experimental error. Hey, run 2 is already complete, and the improved results are expected to be published in the next 12 to 18 months. While it is true that results short of the 5 sigma standard aren't considered official by any means, no sane person would chide you for being excited about this result. Although maybe not as excited as New York Times science writer Dennis Overby's headline editor seems to be. Alright, next, why STEAM is better than STEM. Science, technology, engineering, art, and mathematics. Tony Fetter at Physics Today has compiled a bunch of different projects, from higher dimensional lattices to pixelated rainbows made from inedible plastic peeps, illustrating the creative connection between art and science. Scroll to the bottom of that Physics Today page for a fun sampling of these works. 
Additionally, the College of William and Mary recently held their Immersive Conservation Mural Pitch competition. The idea there was to set up an augmented reality view of a mural based on science that promotes conservation. We are really excited to see what comes out of it. If you're at all into biochemistry and haven't checked out Brandy's at Arbro account on Instagram, you should. It's linked in the show notes. Brandy draws out biochemical molecules in the context from where they come from. A couple of sweet examples include luciferin, the bioluminescent chemical of fireflies, 4-vinyl anisole, a pheromone of migrating locusts. You should just trust me and, and check out the Instagram page. <laughs> for the visually inclined, we've recently updated our Not Theory for Everybody YouTube playlist with a sampling of eight crossing prime knots. These things are gorgeous and can only exist in three dimensions. So check out the 8-1 knot, for example. In the coming weeks, we'll introduce some of the famous, quote, not invariants, unquote, which will allow us to talk with mathematical precision about these beautiful objects. Oh, and in case you haven't had enough of particle physics and art, you can always check out CERN's art group. They have a particularly well-curated Instagram account. Remember, the A is for art. And finally this week, ingenuity doesn't fly. Last week, NASA announced that the drone Ingenuity, who landed together with the Perseverance rover, would attempt its first flight on Sunday, April 11th. A few days before the flight, however, they did a test spin-up of the rotor blades to make sure that everything was okay. And everything was not okay, and so the flight plan was scrapped. Uh, the good news, the Ingenuity team announced Monday that they found a software fix for the trouble and will be rescheduling the flight after they can run all the relevant tests on the software and the hardware. Scientists, you see, are understandably using extreme caution, as there is no chance of fixing that helicopter located on a planet that's over three light minutes away from us. Ingenuity's lightweight design and unique shape reflect the difficulty with aerodynamic flight in the Martian atmosphere, which has only 0.6% of the air pressure that we have on Earth at sea level. We're looking forward to some of the aerial shots of the red planet. For a nice animation of the helicopter and further details, do check out Ingenuity's website, linked in the show notes. And that's the end of our third week on the air, so hey, thank you so much for listening. While we get the physics accelerator up and running, why not check out Pesatan.org? We've got links to lecture videos, notes, and more is always coming. See you next week. And that's our show. The Accelerated Physics Podcast is brought to you by, oddly enough, the Physics Accelerator. The Physics Accelerator is a suite of support services offered by the Poseidon Institute related to learning and teaching physics effectively. One-page reference sheets, problem sets, coaching, and more. If you need a little help with your physics or math, or you're looking to extend your knowledge, please check us out. We're here for students from advanced high school on up, including any adults who want a quick way to refresh their skills. We're here for you at physicsaccelerator.com. The Accelerated Physics Podcast is a production of the Poseidon Institute, whose mission is to build and share physics knowledge without barriers. This podcast aims to serve both students and teachers of physics by injecting ideas and starting conversations. Do you have any ideas or feedback? Hey, drop us a line. This show is made possible in part by the Physics Accelerator, whose mission is to support people in the quest to learn mathematics and physics. The Physics Accelerator is a program of the Poseidon Institute. The show is written, edited, and produced by me, Sean Downs. Thank you so much for listening.